Welcome to Tech Mobility Topics. Today's commercial aircraft cockpit bristles with technology and redundancy. Warning systems designed to alert pilots and protect plane and passengers. Redundant systems to make sure that any failure of a critical system in flight doesn't end up to be, well, critical. Federal regulators want more of these systems to be available and used by the nation's commercial aircraft pilots. Have a little bit of investment in this subject. For many years, my late father was a master aircraft technician for a major airline. So I know a little something about airline procedures and redundancies and inspections and how these systems are supposed to work. And even though my dad retired uh, about 23 years ago, even then, he saw the beginning of what they called back then the glass cockpit, which was basically a cockpit that was almost completely automated. And to that point, they talk about in the airline industry, probably the two most dangerous times in flight is landing and takeoff. And with all the systems that they have when they operate well, uh, does a lot more to protect passengers and crew. The FAA says we have not had a major aircraft accident in the United States in 14 years. A lot of that goes towards the evolution of all these systems. However, part of the challenge that we have, and it's like anything, when you've got a system so automated, is that the pilots could be lulled into a sense of security or a sense of um, not paying as much attention as they could be because the plane is literally flying itself. So what do you do? This particular piece talks about technology to alert pilots to potential runway crashes is widely available, which is the thing they're working on now. Audible warnings and text alerts to help avert catastrophe on the tarmac are from standard features on new aircraft. But in many cases, those features are not turned on. Regulators have been reluctant to require their use. Some pilot groups have pushed for airlines to adopt such features. But carriers have had their doubts about their safety benefits and costs because, you know, it always gets down to money. And here we are. Money versus safety. Um, Captain Steve Jane uh, Nellis, a top union official in the Airline Pilots Association, says there are solutions right now. And he was speaking at a runway safety forum earlier this year. Like I said earlier, U.S. hasn't had a major fatal passenger airline crash in 14 years, but runway safety alerts for pilots are getting renewed attention after a spate of serious close calls at American airports, something I bet you didn't know. Industry officials have debated whether inexperience or fatigue pilots are a factor or a distraction among short-staffed air traffic controllers. U.S. air safety and some industry officials are weighing whether to add more cockpit protections as pilot and air traffic control workforces navigate a surge in post-pandemic flying, while airlines ramp up reminders to pilots about existing procedures. The Federal Aviation Administration said in September that it would seek recommendations from industry groups on a potential mandate for cockpit technology that could alert pilots before they take off or land on the wrong runway or a taxiway. Their feeling, and I totally agree, one serious close call is one too many. They want to act before a close call becomes an accident. 
Were the air skies much safer? Now we're on the ground. And there's a lot of things going on. Now, depending on the airline, depending on the manufacturer, whether it's Airbus industry or is Boeing, depending on the plane family, some of these safety features that give them this notice is either A, available, and the airline chose not to purchase it, or it's installed and the airline chose not to turn it on in some cases. Delta Airlines and Air Canada say that they're expanding the use of some cockpit features in their fleets. And United Airlines is considering adding another such alert. Here's the thing. Commercial aircraft pilots are probably one of the most highly trained people uh, in any industry. There's a lot of training. There's a lot of study. There's a lot of uh, procedures. You know, they don't just get in the cockpit, turn the engines on and fly. There is a checklist of many things they have to do before that plane moves one inch. And then it's still up to the captain of whether or not they roll. If the captain's not satisfied, he may call for a mechanic. He may call for a ramp supervisor to rectify a problem. Or in some cases where you're getting a warning light that says either a door won't close or something, they can't roll back until they get a mechanic out there to fix it. So there's a lot riding on it that they already do. So the question is, is adding another alert, is adding another light or a warning or a sound going to help in this situation on top of everything else, including their training? Because like I said, this isn't like getting in your car and turning the key and putting on your seatbelt, adjusting the mirrors and going. I mean, it takes two and there's a whole checklist. There's a whole list of procedures. And here's something you may not realize. Those procedures could differ by airport depending on where the airport is, altitude, the type of plane they're flying, all of that factors in on how they set that plane up to arrive and take off. Now, we haven't even begun to talk about weather, traffic densities, time of day, time of season. All these things factor in. So there's a lot more to consider than just this particular piece independently. And I think that's the thing. You know, if people... Read this story just outright without fully realizing everything else that goes into airplane travel and what a pilot is required to do might think, oh, well, they should add it. It's no big deal. Now, the National Transportation Safety Board, which takes the lead investigating U.S. plane crashes, has recommended that the FAA make mandatory alerts that warn pilots of runways too short for safe landings. That would sound like common sense, wouldn't it? But then again, depending, the pilot's been flying that route for a while, they ought to know. But depending on the plane you're flying and how much ground it needs to stop at a given speed, again, altitude of the airport, where it is, uh, whether you're surrounded by mountains, whether you're surrounded by water, all these things factor in about and how long the runway is. Obviously, smaller plane, shorter runway, bigger plane, longer runway. And, you know, heavy traffic, more than one runway. All these things, again, factor in. That recommendation came after eight people died in a business jet crash south of Minneapolis in 2008. And it's unfortunate I don't remember that because south of Minneapolis, I'm three and a half hours south of Minneapolis. I don't remember that one. The FAA later told the safety board that Boeing, Airbus, and other plane manufacturers plan to install such alerts voluntarily and that no mandate was needed. That didn't necessarily happen. 
In the case of Airbus, they began rolling out their own runway protection system in 2009. Boeing had left it to airlines to decide whether to activate a Boeing design feature or separate Honeywell-made alerts. Many of those alerts are not activated. We've come to the end of our program. Be sure to join me next time right here. This has been the Tech Mobility Show. The Tech Mobility Show is a copywritten production of Tech Mobility Productions Incorporated. Any rebroadcast, retransmission, or any other use is prohibited without the written consent of Tech Mobility Productions Incorporated. Are you tired of juggling multiple apps and platforms for meetings, webinars, and staying connected? Look no further than AONMeetings.com, the all-in-one browser-based platform that does it all. With AON Meetings, you can effortlessly communicate with clients, host virtual meetings and webinars, and stay in touch with family and friends, all in one place and for one price. Here's the best part. You can enjoy a 30-day free trial. It's time to simplify your life and boost your productivity. AONMeetings.com, where innovation meets connection. Get started today and revolutionize the way you communicate. Did you know that you could still listen to past shows of Roadworthy Drive? Kent Chester here. With the change to the Tech Mobility Show, we've taken steps to maintain our vast library of past shows for your listening pleasure. Whether you want to listen to 1, 10, or 50 of our 1,000 shows, we got you covered. Be sure to visit roadworthydrive.buzzsprout.com or roadworthydrivemoment.buzzsprout.com and subscribe. There's no recurring commitment and you can opt out at any time. We set the price super low so that access to the shows is easy and carefree. Thank you so much for your support. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. Roadworthy Drive is now the Tech Mobility Show. I'm Ken Chester, your host. Every week, I delve into the current trends and topics that impact you when it comes to mobility and technology. Things are changing fast, and I cover these topics in a way that's easy to understand. By tuning into the Tech Mobility Show, you can keep informed about the latest happenings with self-driving vehicles, auto finance, electric airplanes, and more. That's the Tech Mobility Show, heard each week on this very fine radio station. These days, everybody wants to be social, and we're no exception. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. We get to share additional content that you won't find on the show. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even TikTok. Yeah, we're there. You can find us at Tech Mobility Pod on Twitter and at the Tech Mobility Show everywhere else. Check us out. Be sure to follow us.